Did you know that every word you speak matters? Are your conversations making a difference? With a passion for words and a heart for conversation, Teresa Velarde is a self-professed word nerd, best-selling author, BizCat 360 columnist, and publisher. Children's books as well as fiction and nonfiction books are welcomed at Weeby Books Publishing and Book Endeavors, the imprints of her company, Authentic Endeavors Publishing. Whether written or spoken, Teresa strives to encourage and inspire meaningful conversations that make a difference. Here's the host of Conversations That Make a Difference, Teresa Velarde. Hey everyone and welcome to Conversations That Make a Difference. I am Teresa Velarde and this beautiful lady you see next to me is Michelle Renee Hammer. We're going to get to her in just a minute. First, I want to say that you can... Listen to Conversations That Make a Difference every Tuesday at 5 a.m. and 5 p.m. with live call-in shows on video as well as on audio every first and third Tuesday of the month at 5 p.m. Eastern Time. So you can listen live on Syndicated Dream Vision 7 Radio Network, online, mobile, in cars, on YouTube, and by asking Alexa, play Dream Vision 7 Radio Network. Get your apps and to learn more, and for a full schedule, go to dreamvision7radio.com. Now, for those of you who have been following me and know me, you know, we start every show with a prayer. So let's do that before we do anything else. We'll say the serenity prayer. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. And it is by God's grace that we are fabulous, blessed, and highly favored, living in our greatness, using our gifts and talents, making a difference in the lives of others with passion and purpose. And all of God's great universe is conspiring in our favor. And together we gratefully say, amen. So let me tell you a little bit about Michelle. Michelle Renee Hammer is a licensed clinical professional and certified pastoral counselor, breakthrough coach, and motivational speaker. A number one international best-selling author, Michelle also hosts a weekly television show entitled Breakthrough Today with Michelle Renee, navigating life's challenges in clinical and biblical ways. She lives in Annapolis, Maryland, married to her husband, Dave, for 31 years. They have two girls and four grandchildren, whom she adores, and you can often find her anywhere near or better yet on the water. This girl <laughs> loved the beach. <laughs> <laughs> Having founded Turning Lead Counseling, Consulting, and Coaching, Michelle's vision is simply this, help people discover what she calls their God why, the purpose for their pain, and all they've endured, and sought uh, excuse me, a sought out motivational speaker. Her message is one of hope for the hurting delivered with wit, humor, grit, and grace. <laughs> Michelle, welcome. We're going to talk a little bit about um, International Women's Day too. So I just want to just give people this for, um, for those of you who don't know, International Women's Day is coming up on March the 8th. It has been celebrated this is the 112th anniversary. I didn't know that before you told me that, Michelle. I didn't know that. I know, right? I know. There's two days that they set apart to celebrate, um, March 6th and March 8th, with March 8th being the official International Women's Day. And when it started, it was officially marked for the first time in 1911. 
those surrogate sisters of ours <laughs> did a good job, right? <laughs> More than 1 million people celebrated in Austria, Denmark, Germany, with Switzerland, and women demanded the right to vote, to hold public office, and to have gender equality in the workplace. International Women's Day reached China in 1949 and spread throughout the U.S. beginning in 1967. Um, this year's International Women's Day will be able to listen and learn and engage with the speakers and other participants and the new interactive um, platform. So it's going to be virtual, ladies, and um, you'll be able to chat with others. And if you go to the information below the YouTube um, video, you'll find the links there to register for uh, the free event on the 6th and or the 8th. So, Michelle, welcome. I know you're a speaker at the IWD to this uh, this year, right? Yes, yeah, so exciting. I'm, I'm mm. really um, honored to be there. It'll be fun. Every, everything with Michelle is fun. She's like, <laughs> have fun, I'm not doing it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, I counseled for so long that, you know, that isn't often fun. So make no. it up for this time. <laughs> yeah. No, it's not. I've been on, I've been on both sides of that from a coaching standpoint and from a, a person who um, needed to have counseling at various times in my life. And I'm sure we, we all have, it's not something right. to be ashamed of either. Nope. I mean, trying to get a hold of yourself and, and the reason why God put you here is a, uh, a good thing. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And oftentimes we are struggling um, just to stay above water. And it's nice to have someone else to talk to and share with and, and sometimes even help us understand what, what the heck's going on. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. And that right there is a collaborative relationship, which is what we're going to talk about today. Yay! Together we thrive and collaboration. So, you know, um, we weren't meant to go through this life alone. Otherwise, we'd be the only one on the planet, right? Amen. That's so true. And I think um, at, you mentioned your faith as Christians, you know, we know with Jesus, he had disciples and he sent them out in twos at, mm -hmm. a, at a minimum and he didn't need anybody else, but he, he chose to have people around him all the time mm -hmm. um, unless he was getting to a solitary place. I think with counseling, it's the same way, you know, people might not necessarily feel like they have to have a counselor, but at certain points they might need one, like you're saying as mm -hmm. another collaboration, but there's all kinds of collaborations, but if, oftentimes we're better together. Yes. Yes. Oftentimes we are better together. So that being said, um, I know that that you have um, you have a place in this in this um, International Women's Day. What? Uh, let me guess. You're going to talk about breakthrough. Yeah, I'm going to talk about yep, women stuck, how to break through, um, empowering them. A quick, quick three points they can grab a hold of that I've used and a lot of people have used to just move forward in their lives. And I think that's going to be cool <laughs> without yeah. saying too much. Definitely talking about um, just like ABC sauce, like quick little things so they can have an easy takeaway. Nice. Nice. And I think that's what we need these days is something easy. There's a lot of complexity and a lot of insanity going on <laughs> in, in a variety of different ways in this world. So I don't know about, Yeah. I don't know about you, but I've had, I've experienced some, some things with my family, some things with friends, some things with being uh, client, but with clients, nothing that's, nothing that's really bad, but it's out of the ordinary and people are just not um, 
able to handle whatever it is that's before them without getting distracted. I, I'm, I'm raising my hand because distraction is huge right now. So uh, I'm going to ask you a question. How, what's one thing as a coach, as a counselor, um, as a, um, as this business is your ministry, what would you suggest to people is a good thing to do when you're feeling distracted, when you feel like you just can't focus on something? What's one thing that you think we can, can give out to them? The first thing that comes to mind to me is unplug. It's just the word that came to mind. It's just unplug, you know, just unplug everything, put your phone down, put the computer away. You know, it's just get, get into a space where you can think about what, what has to happen. Mm-hmm. Really, what has to happen now and what can wait? Because our ever-growing to-do list in this crazy world where we're getting a zillion ways to Sunday information constantly, uh-huh. it's hard sometimes to hear ourselves think and everything feels important and everyone feels important. And it's not that stuff isn't important, but we can prioritize if we just unplug for a few yeah. minutes or a little bit and regroup. I, I'd say unplug. Yeah. I'd say go take a nap. Yeah, exactly. Do something. Yeah. Do something. It's, it seems counterintuitive when we have a lot happening and we're feeling distracted that we feel like we're not getting things accomplished to just kind of put it down. But sometimes mm-hmm. we just need to, you know, renew, right? Yeah. Like that's what a nap does. It renews you. Mm-hmm. And um, we have so many ways to communicate nowadays mm-hmm. that it feels like we're always just trying to catch up with the emails and the, and the social media DMs and the chats and the texts and the phone calls and the, and the work. And so you're kind of just kind of jumping from like mode to mode, letting people know that, you know, you care, but then are you really able to connect yeah. like you said, together? We thrive. Yeah. So we have to be able to be together. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And if you've got your head all, all filled up with all of this noise, I'm going to say noise, um, you can't be fully present in a conversation. You, exactly. You just, you just can't. And you can't be fully present with yourself. I don't know. This morning I was talking to somebody and she was like, oh, I finally checked six things off my to-do list. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm not even looking at mine today. I'm just <laughs> not even looking at mine. I'm going to stay in the moment and deal with the things as they come up because, you know, yeah, other things that are more important, you know, like this to prepare for my show that I do, um, you know, the first and third. And so it's just, uh, you know, and then you, and then you get these little things. Here's, here's a, here's a tip. Turn off your notifications on your computer. So true. Right. It's another way to unplug because they're distracting. They're blinking at the bottom of the screen. You know, you yeah. can hear them going ding, ding. You know, and mm-hmm. I, I mean, your phone rings, it dings. It's just, it does all sorts of things. And I know people, their phone is a part of their body nowadays. Most people. Yeah. The phone is a camera and it's a email center and it's people do business with it and they make calls mm-hmm. and texts and, but it can just be abs- absorbing your life. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I know that. I think that a lot of times we're staring at something tech instead of mm-hmm. just like living our life. Yeah. I raise my hand to that too. Yeah. I think we all do. We all have to, because, you know, just the, just the technology, you know, the, the, the phone, the, the, the tablet, the computer, the laptop, <laughs> the desktop, the They're television, the, 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 turn the TV off. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The TV even. And, you know, it's funny. Cause I just was thinking as you were talking, you know, maybe the, the things we unplug from are different every generation. Mm-hmm. But we still need to get away, unplug, renew, rest, take mm-hmm. a break, have some fun, 
I mean, life is so serious all the time. A lot of times there's yeah. so much always going on. It'll always be there. Those yeah. to-do lists, mine never ends. You know, I just keep adding to it and, and scratching stuff off because there's always something to do, right? Yeah, always, always, always. always. So, um, so let's take this together. We thrive to a different, um, a different level here. Sure. So, you know, like I said earlier, we weren't, we didn't, we weren't put on this planet by ourselves to do everything by ourselves and spend no time with other people. It's together in a collaborative way that we are able to, um, to be even better than we are when, by ourselves. You know, I know um, you and I have done a couple of things together and, um, you know, you have, you have, here's what I think. And you tell me, you tell me if you agree, and then let's expand on this. So I think that what I bring to the table is, um, different than what you bring to the table in terms of your teaching, your, you know, your, um, um, counseling, your, your, your job, I hate the word job, your business, Um, and you know, yours is different than mine, but when we put them together, it's a really good match because people, yeah, it's a really good match. So, um, you know, everybody for the longest time, for two years, we were separated. We were, um, staying home. We were masking up, we were doing whatever. And so people learned how to do things by themselves. So now we're talking about a completely different thing for a short period of time. Now we have been, you know, stepping, stepping out of the box, so to speak, and into, into um, community and collaboration. So what would you think is the first thing that people can do in order to be able to get out of the, I have to do it myself and I'm only in this box kind of thing. What can you suggest to people? I totally hear you. I think isolation is, really contrary to um, health and the ability to grow and share and enjoy life. And so reach out, right? Reach out, you know, like ask for help. Yeah. Ask for company, you know, whatever reason you're reaching out for. um, Mm -hmm. We're such a self-reliant society and we, uh, you know, have the pull ourselves up by our bootstraps motto and, you know, the American dream and, and a lot of other countries, they don't, they don't live like we do not, not knocking our country. It's, I think it's the most amazing place on earth. Uh, but we do have this capitalistic mindset where we're going to capitalize on all these things and not, um, this communal mindset in a lot of other countries and societies, generations live together, which a lot of people go, ah, too, but I think in a lot of ways, it's a beautiful thing. Um, and there's a rhythm to that, but when you're in absence of that life, isn't meant to be done alone. And so we need to purposefully put ourselves in positions to have relationships and enjoy them. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, as you're saying that I'm remembering, um, uh, my childhood, you know, and my, yeah. we, lived, we lived on the Eastern end of Long Island. My family, my grandmother lived next door. My aunt lived on the next block. My, um, my uncle lived in, in Queens, New York, and we'd come out to the, uh, to the Island, uh, with his family every Sunday. And it was, everybody had dinner together. There was, there was always, you know, somebody was put, we would play baseball in, in the lot between my grandma's house and mine. And, you know, go to the beach, we live by the beach. And, and a lot of times 
that's that's I think that's missing from a lot of these lives, these young lives today. It is. I think um, like for our family, personally, we have what we call family day intentionally every week and everybody knows what it is and everybody usually comes barring some, you know, out, outlier that we're not sure of that was going to happen. And it's some of the most beautiful times and it's just relaxing and fun and, and, and it's purposeful because we're all so busy, you know, mm-hmm. it's a different thing now, Teresa, than it was a couple of generations ago, even opportunities for women and two income earning families. And, and, you know, people, a lot of people were choosing um, to stay single later in to later in life and, mm-hmm. or have children later and so when they do, they're, you know, they already worked. And I know my daughter has shared when she's home, um, sometimes like she works from home in the summer, she has like split remote and go into the office, mm-hmm. but there's hardly anybody else in the neighborhood for the kids to play with because everyone's at daycare and their parents are at work. Yeah. And it's just a different world. So how do you navigate that and keep that connection going and not feel isolated as a mom, as a whoever, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, the other thing that I, um, I think is important for people to do is they need to, what, this is one of, one of my big things, like be who it is that you are. Don't try to be somebody else. Right. Or, and there's so much of that going on where, you know, all the kids, if they're, if they're not wearing, and this is one of the things that annoyed the heck out of me with public schools, you know, when we were little, it didn't matter. It didn't matter what you wore to school, but now with all the designer stuff and whatnot, it's like the kids are in this competitive mode rather than this collaborative mode, you know, like it's, they're two different sides of the coin. So, you know, just because you don't have the, the, uh, the brand name doesn't mean there's something wrong with you either. Right. Exactly. And a lot of families can't afford that. And my daughter has four kids that would be super costly. And I know for me, um, from like for, for elementary and middle school, I went to a private school and um, private schools then weren't like they are now where they're exorbitant costs, right? You could just participate or have an offering to the church and go to private school, but everybody wore the same thing. So yeah. for my entire um, youth, I, I wore the same thing to school every single day. And I never realized the impact that had on me, but it did have an impact because we weren't paying attention to people based on what they owned, what they wore, what they had. It was who they were. Exactly. You learned to pay attention and value them for who they were. And that's what stood out. It was right. cool. And exactly. I had that experience and I went to public school and it was shocking how much priority was based and, and placed on, you know, what you wore and who was with who and the clicks, which high schools like that anyhow, but it was way more um, prevalent in my mind because I'd never experienced something like that before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you're not in, if you're not, if you're wearing the clothes that are out and if you're out, you're out, you know, and then you're <laughs> not in that group too bad, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And they've taken it to the extremes. So yeah, you know, exactly. Yeah. So it's more, I think we need to be more um, cognizant of who our friends are mm-hmm. and who are, regardless of what age group we're talking about. Yeah. Cognizant about who our friends are, um, how they are and, um, and what they believe to be goodness in life. You know, I, I mean, uh, shocks the heck out of me, the potty mouth that goes on in this world today. I, yeah. I was having conversations yesterday with people that are, you know, like the next generation down from us. And I'm like, I'm trying to make my way through the, 
the language is yeah. just a challenge and a half. Like mm-hmm. I, I, um, I think that that's, uh, it discredits a lot of, it takes a lot away from who you are. I have people in my world that are extremely smart and sharp. And yet when you talk to them, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> It doesn't sound that way because of the way they're presenting themselves. <laughs> exactly. 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 Yeah. But so um, we're just, we're going to have to take a break in a minute, but when we come okay. back, I want, I want to talk about um, what we, uh, some of the things that you've, you've done, you've got these best-selling books. We're going to talk about the bestsellers. We're going to talk about your, um, your journal. You have a journal. I created a journal as well. And you also wrote in, daily gift of gratitude. Right. So I'm, I'm excited to talk to you about that and a couple of other things that are going on. We have two minutes before we have to go to break. Is there anything you want to say about what we just talked about? Well, I really think that it's important. The key piece that you're making is, um, distract, you said distraction and isolation. And both of those things lead to lower productivity, you know, a lack of um, centering and who you are. You said it's most important to be true to yourself. Mm. And for me, you know, that wasn't always the case. So when we compromise who we are, and then we add in all the distraction and all the isolation, it's really can be a huge mess when we start to dial that back in. And like you said, build sound relationships and start putting away the things that don't matter. You can really thrive. And I love that you pointed that out. Yeah. And I think it's important to make time for those relationships, you know, like, um, especially like I, I have a friend who used to come here all the time and make pottery with me and I haven't seen her in a while. And we've been trying to get together and I look at my calendar and I say, okay, I'm taking this day to go play <laughs> in the play, you know, Good for you, it's like I got to pencil it in. That's yeah. what I told us in my master's program. They were like, schedule yourself into your calendar or you won't have a self to schedule. And I never forgot that. Never forgot it. It's important. It's really important because, and I have a sign above my desk in, in, in my office that says, I will serve other people better when I've spent time with God and done my self care first. Amen. That's so true. And it it is so true. And it's important that we do that. So um, when we come back, we're going to talk to Michelle about her books. We're going to talk a little bit about um, the Daily Gift of Gratitude. And we'll get to the International Women's Conference, (laughs) International Women's Day, and see what she's bringing to the table. Do you have your time time slot for when you're going to be talking? I don't. Oh, okay. I'm definitely on the 6th in the morning, but my exact time is not certain yet. Okay. Like leaving us on the edge of our seat. Okay. So in the meanwhile, you can still go register for the sixth. You get the ticket for the entire day. And then when the schedule comes up, make sure you watch Michelle Renee. And we'll be right back. (laughs) Thank you. Of course. What if dreams can diagnose your life? What if we can meet the love of our life in dreams? Join host Cat O'Keefe Cannabis, the number one internationally best-selling author of Dreams That Can Save Your Life, written with Duke University medical doctor Larry Burke. Dreaming Healing is where we'll explore dreams, research, and interpret dreams from you, the caller. Dreaming Healing Shows can be heard every Tuesday at 9 a.m. and 9 p.m. Eastern with live shows on the first and third evenings at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific Time on syndicated Dream Vision 7 Radio Network. Come live your dreams out loud with Cat. Are miracles real? 
can you move from mayhem to miracles? 30 prominent authors say yes as they share their high fives and down lows of challenges, abuse, addiction, and love. Experience Hope, the magic elixir of miracles, through the personal stories of New York Times best-selling authors James Redfield, Dr. Bernie Siegel, Sister Jenna, Reverend Temple Hayes, and many more. If you like bestsellers, chaos to clarity, and crappy to happy, you'll love crying and laughing through Mayhem to Miracles, Sacred Stories of Transformational Hope, available now on Amazon and in bookstores worldwide. Did you know that every word you speak matters? What you say and how you say it can make or break a relationship or shift the outcome of any situation. Are your conversations making a difference? Faith in God, gratitude, authenticity, and giving are Teresa Velarde's heart. It's in this spirit that she's focused on making a difference in the lives she's blessed to touch. Conversations That Make a Difference is now on syndicated Dream Vision 7 radio network every Tuesday at 5 a.m. and 5 p.m. Eastern Time with live call-in shows every first and third Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern. This is Dream Vision 7 radio network uniting mankind with universal love. Our shows are created from the heart bringing each listener to a place of divine enlightenment. Breathe, relax, and enjoy. Let life flow. I love that. Breathe, relax, let life flow. flow. Yeah, right? (laughs) Kind of what we were talking about when we say unplug, right? Exactly. Yeah. 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 So um, let's talk about your books. What, um, What are the titles? Where can people find them? What did you write them? Okay, so my first book um, is Boundaries for Breakthrough, and it's um, Live as God Designed Using Eight Essential Keys for Emotional Well-Being, which is a mouthful, but Boundaries for Breakthrough, you can find it on Amazon. That's the easiest, you know, Kindle, um, Audible, you know, like you can get it as uh, for Audible or, you know, paperback, whatever. And so um, I wrote this book really because I personally went through a tragic period in my life. And then uh, as the pieces got put back together and I started um, helping and ministering to other people, women, couples, I I saw patterns. And so it was the same keys happening again and again and again and again and again, different stories, different personalities, same, same similar keys that would help them. And then I honestly was at a Joyce Meyer conference, love her. And I heard God as, you know, like as clear as a bell and just started writing down everything I was hearing. I don't think I came up with all that on my own. Um, I think it was divine intervention. Mm -hmm. And then during COVID it was published and I started doing coaching leading up to where we are now doing more speaking and um, doing more sharing of my personal, um, um, uh, tragedies and triumphs because I kept hearing, come out of the room, come out of the room, come out of the room, which I'm thinking, you know, it was the counseling room because I was always on the listening end for like three decades almost. And, and I still do listen a lot, but I'm talking more and advocating more, doing a lot of advocacy work and empowering of women. And that's one of the reasons how I ended up on the, the International Women's Day panel. It's mm-hmm. just empowering women specifically um, to just become all they're meant to be and not be stuck in all sorts of, of negativity. 
And so that's the one book. Uh, and the other book is a journal, 21 day journal, just mm-hmm. a little snippets of different key moments and, and key um, just topics that I felt important to women in general and men. Basically that's mm-hmm. not a gender, that's a gender neutral book. It's not only for women just to kind of regroup. And one of them is literally about like unplugging from social media. Another one's about gratitude and just 21 days of diff- different things. If people do it for three weeks, just to focus on that instead of all the chaos that was going on during COVID, just mm-hmm. to give them something to um, inspire them and encourage them for a zillion reasons. There's a yeah. lot of people who are hurting in all kinds of ways, but all of us are human with similar needs. Exactly. We're all human with similar needs. Exactly. And we all think we're so different when we're going through, you don't understand what I'm right. going <laughs> Exactly. I might not have been exactly through the same thing, but the feelings are the same. You know, the recovery process is the same things that are help that would help normally are the same. Mm-hmm. The getting through it is the same. You yeah. can't skirt around it. You got to put on your big girl. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe your waiters and just trudge through whatever that yeah. stuff is. You know? Yeah. The only way through it is to do it. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And I think that um, I'm glad we, you're mentioning about the three weeks and your 21 day journal. Um, you know, I think that regardless of what's going on in the world, there's always something to distract us. There's a lot of mm. things happening that are, you know, there's earthquakes happening. There's, uh, uh, that's like crazy stuff going on in the world. And people are like drawn into the, I don't want to say drama. I want to say more of the, of the disaster that's going on. Mm-hmm. And if we stay in the mode of disaster. We end up, we end up feeling that our life is a disaster, you know, it's yeah, like chaos. Like, yeah. yeah, I think, you know, um, look at the news, you know, how often is it good? It, you know, like, and, and like sex is everywhere. Sex sells, not that sex is bad, but I'm just saying a lot of times when you turn on the television or listen to the radio for any length of time, we're either been giving bad news or, or be, being sold stuff about, you know, like sex, like we're missing out on stuff. They want people to either be scared in general, be, be lust, have greed, you know, what we don't have, what we're being sold commercials and media. And I don't know um, if you notice this, Teresa, but honestly, even, even in, I don't know for how long now, but uh, for a lot of time now, I think news is not just factual. They're not just saying this happened today and blah, blah, blah. It's like this happened today and this person's responsible and here's how we know why. And it's sort of like opinions and judgment and not just stick to the facts, just report the news and let me or you or whoever decide for ourselves what's going on. It's sort of like influenced, influence news or or brainwashing even sometimes. And it's just not cool. And you turn on one channel and you hear one version of the story. You turn on another channel and you hear another version of the story. Used to be, you could flip on any channel and the news was the news just prefer the channel based on if you enjoyed those uh, broadcasters or not, mm-hmm. not anymore. You don't even know if what you're hearing is real and that yeah. creates even more insanity and chaos in the world and drives us all further apart in right. opposite of being together, like more division, lack of community, lack of being togetherness, exactly the opposite of what you and I are advocating for and talking about today. Right, exactly. Together we thrive. And so, um, so instead of turning the television on, um, on Sunday mornings or whatever, get your family out, go to church, go to brunch, 
we got a great restaurant to go to. <laughs> just go to brunch, whatever, invite some friends um, and just really have some time just, um, we used to say chill, chilling out, you know? Right, so, right. Chill, exactly. so now what do they say? Chillaxing? Yeah, chillaxing. <laughs> I'm like chillaxing. Yeah. yeah, just relax with people that you know and love and just um, be um, be present in the moment to what is um, going on. Let's see. Oh, so say hi to Judy because Judy just says, Judy is, um, is saying hello to you and me. You met Judy when you were here. Hi, Judy. <laughs> Hope you're good, lady. <laughs> yeah, so... <clears throat> And that's the thing, you know, if you have, Michelle and I don't live, live close to one another. She's what, five hours away. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> but there are times when we'll say, let's get together and talk about whatever, whatever yeah. we have going on or whatever we might be participating in. And so we will find this great website that says, um, what's half, it's, I think it's called what's halfway or something like yeah. that. Yeah. And we've been able to connect halfway between where she lives and where I live. And, um, you know, just have, have lunch or whatever. And, and just, you know, talk about whatever it is that we've got going on. You know, if you have the desire to have people in your life who are going to compliment, and I don't mean like, Hey, you're looking cool. Good today, but compliment, <laughs> compliment your, your life. Like have the same beliefs, does a similar work. Um, you, you, you put your heads together and how you can make a difference in the lives of others. That's what I'm all about. That's, I know that's what Michelle is all about. And that's the reason why, um, you know, we'll go the extra mile for the sake mm -hmm. of our friendship on um, whatever it is that we have going on. And it's important to do that. It's really yeah, in person, to do that. in person connecting is so meaningful, yeah. especially nowadays with uh -huh. everything virtual and every way to communicate that's indirect. It's nice to be able to get directly together or talk on the phone yeah. um, and make time surely. Yes. Yeah. And I think relationships are easy to um, take for granted. Mm -hmm. even, even marriage, marriage partners. I know I've been at fault, you know, through the years of at different times of doing that. Um, we can take our relationships for granted because mm -hmm. we're just so um, inundated mm -hmm. with, you know, opportunities to connect all day long, mm -hmm. but they're really not the same as being together in person or spending meaningful quality time. Right. You know, exactly. Together. Exactly. So and, you know, uh, we talked about Judy. Um, she doesn't live far from me. So we make it a point that we spend, you know, at, at least go to lunch. We try to do once a week that she has a business. I have a business. You know, it's it's difficult sometimes, but um, the time together is important. The time together with your friends and people that you care about, your family uh, is important. So yeah, I, the relationships um, are central yeah. to everything we do. Relationships yeah. are central. Exactly. And it's in that space that we can, in fact, thrive um, and be who we were created to be. And, you know, do you find, Michelle, that a lot of people are um, just lost, like they just don't know um, where to go, who they are, where to go um, to find people that are, you know, like them? What do you suggest people do? For that. That's such a good question. And that's so true. So many people are definitely not certain of who they are or where they fit in or where they belong 
or um, they've compromised that. I know that was my situation as a teenager. And so the most important thing I think is, you know, like we said earlier about unplugging, if we're distracted, if we're confused, dial it back, you know, really sit with yourself and someone else who's going to be honest with you that does care about you, who's objective, whether it's a counselor, a coach, a mentor, somebody at your church, if you go to church, a parent, it's a healthy parent, you know, whoever is your influence uh, or a, even a friend, someone who would tell you it straight yeah. and get feedback. If you're not, if you're not sure, there's also a lot of assessments online that are really good. that can give you feedback about yourself. If you're honest in them. And once you know what you, what you're interested in and things you enjoy, put yourself in those positions, right. Mm-hmm. To do those things. And you'll meet other like-minded people. Right. Which, so which what are some of those things that uh, assessments that you do you know something off the top of your head that you can suggest to somebody? Yeah. So one would be, there's a really good strengths assessment online and it just do strengths.org. There's another really good assessment that talks about personality, personality.com. I think I have the right actual links. If not, I can always put them in your, in the YouTube chat, but Mm -hmm. the, but I would say, find out how you're wired instead of blaming yourself, you know, for how you're wired to just realize you have strengths and you have weaknesses. and, And these are things that would or wouldn't fit with them. There's also, if it's career driven now, a really good book called what, what color is your parachute? And it it has a ton of assessments in it. And from start to finish for somebody who's paper and pen or wants to write it all down and keep all the results, you know, handy in their hands and not online. That's another good one. And there's a ton of stuff. And at the end of that entire book, and you don't have to read every word, you can just do the assessments. If you're not a big reader, you will see an overall picture of your top like vocations that you would definitely based on everything you shared be good at and like and enjoy, which I think is important mm-hmm. and things that you want to avoid because it would, it would be really hard for you because it's not your, your, you know, in your wheelhouse or you would hate it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Who wants to wake up every day doing something you do not like? Yeah. I don't want to work up doing something I don't like. I mm-hmm. did that for the longest time. Exactly. <laughs> we all did. So if you can get out of that, yeah, you know, hamster in a wheel, get out of it. <laughs> Life's more enjoyable when you're doing things you actually are good at and yeah. or enjoy. And do it with people that you like. I mean, yeah. you know, everyone, every once in a while, we'll run into a situation where there's somebody in our world who all of a sudden takes a left turn. You didn't know that part about that person. And all of a sudden it's like, what? Who are you? <laughs> who are you? Like, yeah, exactly. And, and do I want to keep you in my world? You know, just because. Exactly. Yeah. We have the right to say we have the, we have the capability to say no, I, I know. know. No is a complete answer too. Mm-hmm. That that you know, this is one of the biggest struggles of my youth. Um, being in an addictive family system, boundaries were the one thing that was missing. And when I was in situations that I didn't have the skill set for, I didn't understand what was wrong. You know, I didn't have a you know adult mentality or the experience or education to make sense of what was going on. Because you know, when we were growing up, our our realities are normal, you know, so I don't know, I don't know what's going on. It's different from anybody else, but I just know that when I get in relation, relational situations, I didn't have the ability to set limits or say no, cause I didn't know how to, I had the desire mm-hmm. and I had the gut instinct to want to. Mm-hmm. And so when you don't know how to do that and you say yes too much or overextend yourself, it just starts getting really, really murky. And it starts to be more and more difficult to do that. It's sort of like when you miss a day at school in high school or college, 
you have work to make up, but if you play hooky for a week or two weeks into a class and you haven't gone, now you don't want to go at all because it's even more dreadful. It's just how it is when you can't say no, it just compiles. And now you have all these people having um, dependent dependency on you and expecting things from you. And you're going to let them down because you're only one person. You're not an octopus. You don't have, you're not a spider. You don't have a ton of arms. And so dialing that back is so important to say yes to what is most authentic and, and, and what feels right for you and that you believe in, in your, in your faith tradition or your, you know, um, character and say no to the people, places, things, and opportunities that go against that. And that, that's how you validate yourself and grow your own confidence by doing that again and again. No one's going to do it for us, right? right. No one's going to be following us around 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Other than God, no one else is with us. We got to be our own best friend. And the more we do it, the stronger we get. And the more we say yes, when we want to say no, and the more we do things that aren't really in our wheelhouse or that we're good at, and the more we um, are distracted by things that don't matter, the, the, the more it chips away at who we are mm-hmm. and chips away at our opportunities and chips away at our relationships, chips away at our self-esteem. And we just feel beat down and, and not good. And that's what I'm about is helping women get unstuck, figure out stuff you're talking about, Teresa, so they can move forward confidently mm-hmm. with certainty. Mm-hmm. And um, whether they're scared to death, they're taking a leap of faith or a plunge, you know, and just kind of just step into their truest self, which is a beautiful thing. Yeah. And that's, that is a beautiful thing. <clears throat> and it feels really comfortable to be in there. There's yeah. no, um, I, there's no like, oh, I should have, or I, uh, it's like right. you, over you and just, over. Yeah. 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 Like what's that? I don't know what saying it is love the skin you're in, but I think it's really hard to be inside of our own skin when we know that we know that we know the things that we're struggling with and we don't have help and we're not making changes and we keep ending up in these patterns over and over. It's sort of dreadful. Mm -hmm. I mean, for me, it was depressing and overwhelming, but when you know that you can go to a situation confidently and you know that you have found a skill set that works for you to handle dynamics with people and, and, and work and and personal relationships and whatever, it feels really good because you don't have to live afraid. You don't have to be worried about what other people think because you know that your people are going to get you and the people that don't aren't your people. And sometimes somebody who represents someone may represent someone else in your life from a past experience will show up. And then at that point you can see the difference in that person showing up in your life and you can easily say, nope, not going there. Exactly. Yeah. And honestly, I know in my life, in my lowest moments, you know, things that might've looked okay to me, I wouldn't even consider now, Mm. you know, I mean, when you're, when you're really struggling, it's sort of not desperation, but when you feel, you know, I know for myself, when I didn't feel good about myself or my choices, and I didn't feel confident in my ability to like navigate life is like my show says, mm-hmm. uh, I would avoid things or yeah. I would um, shut down or I would not place myself in situations that would be enjoyable because things might happen that I didn't feel confident in handling. And I missed out on a lot of good things mm-hmm. because I was trying not to have these negative things keep happening all the while, not realizing that I held the purse string, you know, I held the power in, yeah. within myself to make different choices. I just wasn't allowing myself to do yeah. that. Yeah. 
Well, I hope this conversation is helping some of the people out there who are struggling with some of the things that Michelle and I are talking about. And we had to go to another break and we're, we're coming up on the third segment. This hour is flying, wow. right? Yeah. So we need to just hold a little space for the, uh, for the advertisements and we'll be back in just a minute. Sounds good. When you think about being healthy and happy, do you consider the 24 areas of your life? Probably not. With the All Things Wellness Wheel, you become self-empowered, allowing you to make healthier decisions about relationships, nutrition, sleep, exercise, stress, and even your value system. The All Things Wellness book series, written by Peggy Wilms and Dr. Marcus Betstein, teaches about the ATW Wheel and brings dozens of true and personal stories from real people. The first of these multi-author books, The Fourfold Formula, features the foreword written by the Celestine Prophecy author, James Redfield and is now available on Amazon. Reserve your spot now to become a published author in book two, Win the Wellness War, We Are Responsible. Visit allthingswellness.com slash author for more information. In a world facing annihilation, a miraculous African nun rises to become the first female pope through a web of war, murder, and betrayal. Loved by some, hated by many, she becomes the deadly target of Islamic terrorists and her own cardinals as she introduces a new vision that will either save humanity or accelerate its destruction. Four people must race against a nuclear holocaust to learn her astonishing secret. Pope Annalisa is available at PeterCanova.com, Amazon, and other online booksellers and bookstores worldwide. Did you know that every word you speak matters? What you say and how you say it can make or break a relationship or shift the outcome of any situation. Are your conversations making a difference? Faith in God, gratitude, authenticity, and giving are Teresa Velarde's heart. It's in this spirit that she's focused on making a difference in the lives she's blessed to touch. Conversations That Make a Difference is now on syndicated Dream Vision 7 radio network every Tuesday at 5 a.m. and 5 p.m. Eastern Time with live call-in shows every first and third Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern. Why are we here? How can we be happy? Questions asked from millennials to boomers, crappy to happy, sacred stories of transformational joy answers them using true stories of grit, grace, and love. James Redfield, author of The Celestine Prophecy, wrote in the foreword, This book is a seminar about emerging truths and offers grounded solutions through the art of the comeback. Dr. Bernie Siegel, a contributing author, wrote, Bodies die, but spirits and consciousness survive and recycle. So grab some tissues, open your book, and prepare to cry and laugh till it heals. Crappy to Happy by Reverend Ariel Patricia and Kathleen O'Keefe Cannabis. Available from Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and booksellers worldwide. This is Dream Vision 7 Radio Network, uniting mankind with universal love. Our shows are created from the heart, bringing each listener to a place of divine enlightenment. Breathe, relax, and enjoy. Let life flow. And we're back with Michelle Renee Hammer. I just wanted to give a shout out to Peggy Wilms and Dr. Marcus Vetstein 
this is really um, an incredible book. You know, you think wellness is just the body, but there are so, there's so much more. And what we're talking about today is actually wellness. Um, you know, so this is a great read, a great gift. There's a ridiculous number of stories in here. I think there's 40 authors in this book. You can find it on amazon.com. The one I really want to talk about next is Daily Gift of Gratitude because Michelle wrote something in this. This is the first book in the series of, um, it's, it's called The Daily Gift uh, book series. So we have the second book is going to be, is underway and we're collecting stories. It's going to be a, a Daily Gift of Hope. And so the, um, the website to go to to find out more information about it is dailygiftbookseries.com. And I'm going to step out here and say, for the first five people who text the word HOPE to this number, 570-230-4185, I'll say that again, HOPE to 570-230-4185, you can have the opportunity to write a story in a daily gift of hope, absolutely free, and be part of this community of people who come together and share their stories to give hope and share gratitude and kindness and whatever else is going to come your way through this book series. So Michelle, talk about how what it was like to write um, in this collaborative book and what your story is about. First of all, it was a privilege and an honor and exciting to, Teresa, anytime to work with you. Um, but also to know that there was going to be, again, a community of people, men and women, right? Writing, um, mm -hmm. collaborating together to build something that apart we couldn't have built alone. And so that's a beautiful thing, as we've said earlier in this show. My particular um, story was about just my um, gratitude to God for my salvation, right? That I didn't get it. And then I did like lost and found you know, um, beat down and picked up basically the whole, you know, tragedy to the triumph of my life all in just like one little snippet, just yeah. for the grace, the gift of grace to me, which is something <laughs> unearned and just mm -hmm. given to me freely for no yeah. reason other than the joy of, you know, being loved by God. And so that's what my story was about the gift of grace. Yeah. And it was beautiful. And there's so many, so many stories in here beautiful, that are yeah. just so good. And, and they're, it's quick. They're like a, a page, easy read, easy read. Yeah. It's One like a journal. Book. You could really use your, um, this gift of gratitude, the series of books that you have, Teresa, as uh, a daily journal, you know, with whatever the topic is that this particular author is grateful for on that day, then you meditate on that topic that day, whether it's grace or the kindness of a stranger, money that came when they needed it, you know, you name it, right? And here's the deal. My daughter's reading your book right now and keeps coming in and sharing like things she's excited about that she's finding in it. And um, I think if people purchase this book and, and they just start doing this for the next for the next yeah. 365 days yeah. reading for two to three minutes yeah it, it's just amazing the change it puts in your heart which is the ultimate ultimate mm -hmm. experience of doing this book is knowing what gratitude does to hearts that are grieving or angry or bitter or hurting or unforgiving or fill in the blank anxious mm -hmm. it's hard to be grateful and count your blessings 
and choose the silver lining and look at the optimism and even the most negative of situations and feel miserable at the same time. So you're really spreading happiness and joy. Exactly. Exactly. And there were some stories of people who were literally faced with situations where they didn't know whether they were going to be able to come out of them alive and have gratitude for the experience because it changed them in a positive way. So, um, you know, gratitude is something that, um, that leads to abundant living. And when I say abundant living, I'm not talking about coins raining from the sky. (laughs) Money on trees. No, that's not it. (laughs) No, I'm talking about like, you feel like you are, um, it just leads to blessing upon blessing upon blessing. And I shared earlier today that somebody left groceries at my door this morning and it was an order for somebody that they brought it to the wrong house. And when I called to let them know that they brought it to the wrong house, they told me to keep it. So what a blessing, you know? If oh my gosh. Want- and then, and then we had, we came live and I couldn't um, share back with you that two days ago we pull up at the house and there's a hello fresh order on our porch that we didn't order. And the same thing happened to me. So look at the weaving in, even with, you didn't know that, that happened to me. I didn't know that happened to you. Yeah. Um, we couldn't get it, give it back. There was no address or anything on it. We have no idea where it even supposed to go. And exactly. you're just, you're just told to keep it. Now it's only one person, person portions of our HelloFresh. And I've never even used them before. So I don't even know how it works. So we're all going to have to fight over who gets which one, because <laughs> it's like, it's like peanut chicken and dill something and pork chop something. And <laughs> yeah. But what a blessing. You don't have to figure out what you're going to have for dinner. one. Exactly. Night, right? it's, 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 you know, it's right. We'll share them, but <laughs> we'll just do like a spin questions. around thing. Talk about togetherness. Just each take certain bites and share. Well, right. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Stories I could tell you about stuff like that. (laughs) Here's a couple of questions that have come in. Um, I have had difficulties trusting people as a few recent events have caused me to pull away from everyone. I don't think I can trust anyone again, yet I really want to be in a loving relationships. I seem to miss the red flags when I begin a relationship and suggestions, uh, any suggestions on improving my red flag awareness. I like that. Red flag awareness. I love that. (laughs) RFA, red flag awareness. Okay. Uh, First thing is I can remember not trusting anyone either. It's a natural byproduct of being hurt, but I would say look backwards, not, not in a negative way to, to like beat yourself up or drudge up old wounds and just see what the red flags were because patterns happen in relationships. And that's what you're going to look for next time. If those things are happening, run. Exactly. If those things are going on, you just want to get away from the, no matter how different it feels or what the person says, the flags are there to kind of give you like the wave, like, you this mm-hmm. could be trouble again. Mm-hmm. And figure out what is attracting you to that type of individual, mm-hmm. because that's a wound that if we're healed, you wouldn't find that person attractive anymore. All of our um, situations are really unconsciously opportunities of us reaching for healing, whether we realize it or not. Yeah. So we're repeating things to try to get that healing. So if we can do that independently of that, that situation, that would be a, a big, big bonus. Yeah. A big bonus. Yeah, yes. absolutely. Also, um, I seem to be lost as to who I am, mother, wife, of course, but who am I? So um, Michelle's journal will help you with that. And so will mine become who you were created to be. It'll help you to realize um, 
you know, that you are an individual, you were created by God for a purpose with a purpose and that you can, you can certainly, um, travel the road of exploration. Don't wait till like I did where I stood in front of the mirror, tears running down my face, not knowing who I was saying, okay, who am I? And why am I here? You know, why am I in these questions? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you, what do you say to that, Michelle? I, I think, you know, when first, my first thought that comes to mind when, when people say, Hey, I'm a wife, I'm a mother, I'm a this and that, but who am I is like their roles, their, their roles, you know, not that they're not important, but who you are, if you don't know, that means that you're asking yourself, Hey, I don't know myself. Mm-hmm. Who am I? And I would start with if you're not big on assessments, like, what do you like? What don't you like? I, I literally have told people, put a line down a piece of paper um, or use a side of a piece of paper and write down all the things that you like, enjoy, good memories, experiences. I don't care what it is. And then on the other side, write down all the things you don't like, don't enjoy, negative things, stuff you'd want to eliminate. You know, and like all the good stuff is all your dreams, aspiration, hopes. Don't judge them. Just write it out as it comes up. And then um, maybe do the bad stuff first. All the things you don't want to see happen or don't like about yourself because you can end on a good note. And that's really a beginning indication of who you are just in your wiring. And then I think every person, you know, we have like people say the universe, spiritual journey, you know, what do you believe? You know, what do you believe whether you have faith or not? You know, what is, what is your character? What things do you love? Like I abhor lying, even though I've lied. Okay. Mm-hmm. I want to be told the truth. So I value truth. You know, what are some of the things that just really get your goat? Pay attention to how you feel. Your yeah. feelings aren't facts, but they're SOSs to your essence of who you are. Yeah. Yeah. We have good stuff, Michelle, such good stuff. So let me ask you a question. We have only two minutes left. What do you have that's going on that some of our listeners, if they want to uh, work with you, if they want to see, uh, get in touch with you, if they want to be part of your community, how can they get in touch with you and what do you have happening? So I have a practice for counseling, even though I'm not actually, you know, taking any new patients right now individually for counseling, but if people wanted help, they could contact Turning Leaf Counseling, right? You mentioned that earlier. For me personally, I have a large Facebook group where people can just join and get like free weekly content, encouragement, inspire one another. If they're looking for that community piece you mentioned earlier, Teresa, if they want to work privately, I do a coaching circuit twice a year. It's a group. It's it's nine segments. It's all the stuff that's in my eight keys to emotional well-being plus one roundup, you know, to cue us all out and ends in a retreat. They could just reach out. They could reach out to my practice. They could reach out to me on social media, Michelle Renee Hammer. Um, they could find me on the breakthrough today. I have a, a you know page for that too on Facebook, Instagram, all the all the main stuff. And your breakthrough today is breakthrough today with Michelle Renee airs when? Oh, on Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Um, Eastern Standard Time. Every Wednesday on Win Win Women Network. Awesome. Well, you can also get it on like Roku or Apple or all of those too. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Or the replays on YouTube, you know, all the things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Kind of like the replays on YouTube for us as well. Yeah, 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 exactly. On the network. So we have to go. I can't believe this hour is gone so quickly. Thank you, Michelle, for being my guest on this edition of Conversations That Make a Difference. And for those of you who are listening, make sure that the conversations that you have with people in your life are making a difference for you and for them. Have a great day, everyone. 
Tune in next time for Conversations That Make a Difference with host Teresa Velarde every Tuesday at 5 a.m. and 5 p.m. Eastern with live call-in shows every first and third Tuesday on syndicated Dream Vision 7 radio network. Thank you for listening. And thank you to our producer, Rachel, and to our station owner, Deborah Beauvais, working behind the scenes. Be sure to go to conversationsthatmakeadifference.com for your free gift. Make sure your conversations make a difference.